Well, good Wednesday morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Mary Alice, I've been looking at the 90th Psalm. It's called a Psalm or a Prayer of Moses, the man of God. Mm -hmm. Moses had a unique relationship with God, didn't he? He did, and I think a lot of us would be surprised to find out that Moses actually wrote a psalm. Yeah, I mean, the psalm, the book of Psalms in the Bible, be the song book, and there are a lot of writers. I mean, we associate David with most of the psalms, and he wrote most of the psalms, but you actually have a psalm of Moses here. But beyond it being a psalm, it says a prayer. And I think about mm -hmm. Moses' interaction with God. Uh, he had interaction with God as a human like no other human Right. that I know of because yeah. he was actually called up into the presence of God. Yes. And, and you know, on multiple occasions, like even the burning bush, he was in the presence of God. So yeah. Mount Sinai, he just had many... Uh, well, you know, he had this unique uh, experience, and I'm thankful the Bible records it. Moses had talked with God a lot, but he had not seen God, you know. Mm -hmm. And so he asked to see the glory of God. And and God said, well, he, you know, you can't, can't. Look, you can't look at me. But he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. And this is so interesting, you know, because Moses, like Abraham, did some negotiating with God and, and God accommodated him at least a little bit. God said to Moses, I'm going to hide you into this crevice in the, in the mountain. And then he said, I'm going to put my hand over that crevice and pass by. And then after I pass by, I'm going to take my hand off and you'll be able to see just the trail of my glory. Mm -hmm. And it was so majestic that Moses shone even when he came down from the Isn't it interesting that the presence of God is all, always associated with bright light? Well, that's, you know, I, as a Bible student years ago, I wanted to be able to define the term glory because mm -hmm. the Bible talks so much about glory. And I had a hard time seeing what it really meant. A lot of the definitions kind of left me uh, inadequate, uh, at least it made me feel inadequate that I really didn't understand what the term meant. But when I started looking at the very root of the words that are translated uh, glory for us, the word light or the idea mm -hmm. of light came to be. Yeah. Well, we know after Moses was with God that he had to cover his face right. because he shone so bright that it was overwhelming the people. Yeah, the Bible tells us that in that city, the glory of God fills it and there's no night there mm. yes. because there's light. I mean, yes. So uh, Moses did experience God on a very intimate basis, perhaps more than any other human ever created other than Jesus, our Lord. But in the 90th Psalm, we have a prayer. And I guess the reason why I went there is I would be interested in hearing how this man prayed, given the close, intimate relationship he had with God. How would he pray and how would he talk to God? It's interesting to me that a good part of the first part of this prayer, and you can read this if you wish today in the 90th Psalm, is Moses is talking about the shortness of life. Mm -hmm. and, and so I want to get to verse 12, where Moses is praying and he asks God for well, he asked God for something special. He said, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Hmm. Moses is asking for what it looks like he's asking for, but I think his motivation might surprise us because when if most of us looked at that, that request, teach us the brevity of life, we're thinking, wow, teach us how close death is. Right. But that's not what Moses is asking yeah. for. He's saying, Lord, Teach us the brevity of life so we'll know how to live. Right, so we have value. It's like if you had an unlimited supply of money, you would probably live rather carelessly. Mm -hmm. But if you knew you had a very limited amount, you would be more careful and judicious and, and more mindful of how you spent that. And I think that's what we need to know about our days. We need to be understand that it's spending faster than we think. You know, another thing I was thinking about uh, in this, maybe 
watching our kids grow up and watching our grandkids now grow up. Um, if I could, my, my now self could go back and talk to my 20-year-old self or my 25-year-old self, I think I would say treasure every day uh, because these days pass so quickly. And I remember you used to say we were going to uh, savor every stage of our children's life and, and stop and consider what we need to be investing in them. And so it's how we invest our days, how we we need the wisdom to know how to invest our days because they're not as many as we might think. Well, what you just described on the financial basis is a budget. Mm-hmm. And so right. it's almost like David, or rather, excuse me, Moses is praying, God teach us to budget the time mm-hmm. that we have. Uh, and again, I, I don't think he's trying to say, I don't think he's trying to necessarily repeat, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to no. die. I think what he's talking about here is living. Right. He's talking about recognizing that we have a limited time down here. You know, last weekend I talked about heaven and how, you know, with heaven we're going to have eternity of time, but we only have a limited time here to make a difference. And so we need to value the time that we've been given and make it count. Well, when I read this psalm, um, I I kept thinking about wasted time Mm -hmm. because I look back on my life and there there have been so many, um, there have been so many ways that I've wasted time. Mm -hmm. I've wasted time worrying. You know, I didn't celebrate that moment. I didn't maximize that moment because I was worried about something that really was never going to materialize in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just, uh, I don't know, just kind of like living day by day and not really paying attention to opportunities that are out there. Well, just think about the culture we're living in where we have all these devices that basically um, help us waste our time. Yeah. You know, recently... Uh, we, we, had, we had to call the experts out because we had a water leak. And, mm-hmm. and the last thing you want right now with the high cost of water is to have a leak. And, you know, they went through and, and found the leak and, and it was in the irrigation system and, and they repaired it. Well, I think some of us need to be thinking about the time leaks that mm-hmm. we have in our mm-hmm. life because, you know, it, it's just causing the meter of our life mm-hmm. to keep running, but they're being leaked out. You know, it's being leaked out in, in things like electronic devices. It reminds me of the scripture about giving an, an account for idle words. Yeah. You know, I, I think we need to make every day count and uh, to kind of give that consideration. Well, it's clearly not original with me, but one of the things I've said through the years is a quote or a saying that I, I learned when I was young. And the saying goes like this, you, you can't kill time without injuring eternity. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm. I guess it's been a while since I've said that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good reason I don't remember. Really, well, I, I can't lay claim yeah, to that. I'm sure good. somebody else said it. But it's really true. You can't mm-hmm. kill time. Because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people say. Well, I'm just killing time. Well, you well can't... you think the time, that, the time that we have is a gift from God. Right. And if we're trying to just throw it away, that's that dishonors God, I believe. Well, the guy that's asking this knew about time. Mm-hmm. Because he lived 120 years. And I think he had to feel like the first 80 years of his life were not well used. Because for the first 40 years of his life, he's the prince of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And then he tries to take things in his own hands and he has to run and hide for 40 years. So here's a guy that didn't even get started until he was 80, Mm -hmm. you know, and lived to be 120. So obviously people lived Mm -hmm. a little bit longer than they do now. So you could scale that back. And, you know, those of you who are good at math, you can figure this out and say, well, 120, that's equals 80. So I'm going to scale that back to look at however old he was when he got started so maybe i don't know he's in his 50s or something i guess if we thought about it in modern terms but moses had to look at his life and think i wasted a lot of time yeah you know you know i think one more thing i just wanted to bring up because um moses 
we have so much of his life recorded for us, but there's an encounter that Moses has with God that I think we sometimes kind of skim over that is fascinating to me. Because after Moses died, um, we know he went to heaven because God took him. Mm -hmm. But um, when Jesus was on the earth and he was on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah showed up and they talked. And I love it because they talked about what was about to happen to Jesus. And also about his coming, when he's coming. <laughs> right. Because right. I, I, I think, I just love to see it. Because I see them kind of standing with their arms crossed, just kind mm-hmm. of chatting. And, you know, and uh, Moses and Elijah are saying, when are you coming home? Mm-hmm. You know? I just, that is so fascinating to me. When, when's your flight? Yeah. When, when, when are you going to, yeah. And I can just see the disciples, the, you know, the three that were up there with their, their jaws dropped and just yeah. taking that all in. But. Well, that's another subject for that another is, day. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, that's a great prayer. Yeah. And, again, you know, we want to pray about that today because we don't want to say, oh, yeah, I'll pray about God. Teach me to know the brevity of life. I'll get to that tomorrow. That's something we want to do today and say, Lord, help me to budget the time that I have left so that I'll maximize my opportunities. Where else would you pray for us? Yes, let's pray. Oh, Father, we do want to be wise about spending our time. And because we don't know what you know and because you love us so much and you've invited us to come to you and ask for wisdom, I just pray that you would give each of us wisdom um, for each day, how to spend it wisely, how to spend it in a way that will honor you and spend it in a way that we won't have regrets later and that we can um, be investing in others and just following you. And we just need your guidance. And I'm so thankful that you're uh, so able to guide each and every individual in their particular situation. And you know exactly what you would like uh, to do through them and how exciting that is. And I just pray that you would be with all of us today, fathers, we approach this new day that you would guide us and help us to truly value the gift of another day to live and serve you. And I just pray for all of those who are watching or listening that you would just guide them through all the challenges that they face that are ahead of them. And I just pray that you would surround them with your love, draw them close to you. And we're going to give you all the glory and praise and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary Alice. Thank you for joining us on Noah's Window. God willing, we'll be back for the Thursday edition of Noah's Window. God bless. See you soon.